Dr. Justin coming at you with the mini-sode version of A Doctor's Perspective, episode 40. Boy, we're moving right along. If you're curious, not every episode of every podcast I listen to, I'm going to summarize. Like I've listened to a few and I was like, man, this isn't, I don't have much to say about this. Or I thought about like one episode, one series I listened to, they're only like 10 minutes a piece. I was like, well, I guess I could listen to four or five of them and then make one episode out of that. I just haven't done it. Like always, if you have an episode of a show that you like, let me know. I've had a few people uh, reply, hey, man, you should really check out this this podcast. Like someone recommended the Choose Financial Independence. So I uh, downloaded six episodes and you'll probably hear a little bit of some of those you know, at some point. I'm a fan of being frugal, paying off debt, living within your means. Obviously, I'm a geo arbitrage type person. That means you make U.S. wages, but live in a cheap country or you at least you lower your you live in an area where you're cost of living is lower. I hadn't heard that term before, but it's like, yeah, that's me. It's great. Who cares if you make $200,000 if you only save 1% of it? Okay, but today's episode, if you have any thoughts on that, send me a direct message. You can get my email, justin at adoctorsperspective.net. If you have any concerns, uh, need any help creating a budget, getting your health in order, practice management, marketing, all that kind of stuff. Obviously, you get a lot of free stuff on the podcast, but if you need to go deeper on your personal one-on-one level, Send me an email. I will definitely help you with that. Okay, today's episode is the Move Forward PT opioids. Yeah, opioids. 2.4 million people are misusing them. 131 people die per day. I'm going to repeat that. 131 people die per day on opioids. This is the first time in the last decade, not decade, 30 or 40 years probably. The life expectancy has dropped by two years. Two years. So that's no good. So they actually did a panel. They had they had influential people in PT, government officials, and then a couple of patients who, you know, patients slash family victims of people who've died from opioids and they just didn't even see it coming. Like normal person went in for a surgery, got addicted to the painkillers and life spiraled down and died. Now, I don't know if I, I just hadn't read the research or what it is, but it's interesting. Like for some of these people, it's not like they were drug abusers to begin with or alcoholics or whatever, but somehow they get on this drug. And I don't know if it just eased the pain of life that they weren't talking about or if it's just really was just this chemical thing that happened in their brain and just like, whoa, this is a great feeling or like, no, it doesn't feel great. But then I just. It messed with me so much, like I can't get off of it. Like now the pain increases, you know, like the withdrawal thing. But anyway, they said the pain that these people are going through is real. The pain is real, which is why they're on it. And it's hard to get off of it because they still have pain. And I said like the withdrawal system. So one of the things that patients kind of complain about is they didn't know the procedure for post-surgery care. They didn't know what to expect from the surgery. Like as far as pain goes and pain management, you know, you've got uh, five or six different doctors running in and out of there. Whose responsibility was it to talk about that? And they're saying that's what's missing because they don't know. Should I only take this for like two or three days? Should I expect six weeks of pain? What about physical therapy? I got my knee replaced. I mean, should I take this for the pain of like rehab? Should I just take an inset? Should I just grit and bear it during the, the process? So if you don't know, you could possibly extend the usage more than expected for yourself and for the doctors. So whose responsibility is it to talk about this? We need to figure that out. And luckily they do. They have a guide for non-opioid options. And it's taught in most settings these days. I'm guessing there's probably like seminars in hospitals or like continuing ed. I don't know if it's like mandatory, kind of like with us. 
We had to have an ethics and moral code class and documentation class, you know, every year, every two years, depending on your state as a refresher. So maybe they have the same thing in some of these medical conferences. I don't know. But they did, they did say that there's many more classes that you can, you can download and that you can attend to find out what is the latest on this. It's not the first choice for chronic pain. Opioid use is not for, for chronic pain. Actually, it's only for like three days. After three days, it's not really recommended. There's actually blood tests now to show abuse. And you should also pair non-opioid options like exercise, massage, chiropractic, yoga, acupuncture, and physical therapy. Now, did they mention chiropractic on a PT episode? No, but we all know that's the case. If you want to bring more legislative action, talk to your local representative so that they know the devastation. They get enough reports of like, wow, this is horrible. I can't believe this is occurring in our in my little small town of 5,000 people. I thought that was a big city issue. They talk about it. They talk about it to their friends, politicians, and it work its way up all the way to Congress. Or you can just talk to those representatives, too, who make the real deal. But it may have to happen on a state level first. Now, some of the people they had on were like addiction counselors and recovery settings and things. They would have group settings. They would spend an hour with a physical therapist an hour with a pain psychologist, an hour dealing with anxiety and sleep issues, an hour with occupational therapy, and an hour with relaxation training. Now, all of those things together really helped combat the issues that they have. Because it's not just about the opioids, it's all the other stuff in life that they're having to deal with. Like they have pain, they have chronic pain. They could have had pain for 10 years because of a back injury. Nothing's working. I can't cut my grass. I can't stand. I can't sit. I can't sleep. I can't make love. If I sneeze, if I bend over, like, so their activity days of living are always dictated by their back pain and it's debilitating and it's frustrating and they don't know what to do. And so all of those things, like I said, PT, psychology, sleeping and anxiety, occupational therapy and relaxation, they teach them those things. Lots and lots of self-care. So as a PT chiropractor, what can we think of? You got to teach them not to overdo it and to do the proper mechanics of motion. So it may take some training. You know, finding out what is it that you do all day? What's your job? Okay, you don't have a job. What's your life at home like? So find out what they do and say, okay, this is how you do these motions better. And then letting them know like, look, you might have three hours of housework to do today, but can you spread that out over two or three days? Is it that important to get it done in one day? Like you might want to do it in one day, but can you spread it out? That way you're not overdoing it. That makes sense? Uh, you got a car full of groceries, just take one bag at a time. You got to do a couple of extra trips. That's better than having 50 pounds of groceries and knowing that you're going to hurt your back. So a lot of it is a mental preparation and counseling to really help get off the opioid crisis. A lot of the pain docs, you know, people come in, you know, us too. When you wake up, do you have pain? What's your pain scale? Zero to 10. All right. First thing in the morning, after you get off work, in the middle of the day, before you go to bed, at night, instead of asking questions like that all the time, a better way could be when you wake up, what do you do? When you're at lunch, what do you do? When you're at work, what do you do? Before you go to bed, what's your routine? So that you can start to isolate. Like I did it the other day. Patient had you know, two, actually four millimeter and a six millimeter disc bulges, a little bit of numbness bilateral, and it was getting better. You know, five visits into it. On the sixth visit, it was kind of lingering. So I was like, okay, let's break it down. What do you do? I don't have a job. He's like young. He's 20. I was like, all right. Do you sit around and play video games all day? No, no. Turns out he's sleeping. He sleeps on his side. He was a very thin person. So I was like, okay, you sleep on your side. And there's this side that hurts. All right, just put a pillow or a towel between your legs. It'll level your pelvis out. 
stop putting so much stress in the low back and on those muscles. And a few days later, he's like, yeah, cool. That last little bit took care of it. I was like, awesome. I'm not saying you have to sleep like that forever, but try to do that for the next couple of weeks and then remove it and keep doing your exercises for the next month. So things like that. You have to be realistic. Now, again, these are like the pain management doctors. So they're like, you have to be realistic about managing the pain. We may not be able to get you out of pain forever. You may not be pain free, but you're normally hovering around a six. If we can get you at a two or a three, you think you can handle that? Like this might be your new life, a pain of three all the time, but that's better than a six. So do you need the medicine at a three? No. If you can, especially like in a business setting, get some movement experts into your setting, into your business and teach people how to do things correctly to prevent some of these injuries from starting to begin with. Sure, it costs them a little bit of money on the front end, but it saves them a ton of time talking about chronic low back pain and prevention. A program to teach that is way less expensive than all that missed time from work. Now, at the end, they did say, look, some of these programs, it's not a week or two weeks. These are like 30 day in a row commitments. It's not a quick fix. You got to come for 30 days and you might be seeing multiple doctors like that place earlier with four different things. That's four copays. So that can get expensive. Can you imagine four different copays every day for 30 days? So that, I mean, that is something that has to be considered. They didn't really have a, a solution for that part of it, but things to think about. You've been great. Thank you so much for tuning in. Spread the word. As I always say, listen, think, and integrate. DoctorPerspective.net slash M40. Check out the regular episodes every Tuesday. We just went hashtag behind the curtain.